Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Monavale on Sydney's northern beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. 16 rounds through the shoot shield. We're right in the business end of the season. Two rounds to go before the finals and what a round of footy we've just witnessed. We had a cracking derby down at Manly Oval. We had a draw out in the west and some big upsets uh, in some other matches there. So plenty to talk about as always. Joining me on the podcast tonight, Andrew Swain from Stansport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round 16 review. Joining me on the line, Mark Cashman from Rugby News. How are you, Casho? Yeah, finally drying out after that weekend. and Plenty of wet weather footy played and uh, some interesting results there. Uh, this old table just continues to evolve and surprise, doesn't it? It certainly does. Also joining us on the line, as always, Andrew Swain from Stan Sports. Swainy, how are you? I'm very well, Burjo. I'm recovered after a, uh, a big weekend. So, all good. Now, last weekend, Andrew and I uh, caught up uh, for our annual shootcast catch-up. Casho could not make the trip uh, due to some family commitments, which is a bit of a shame not to see you there, Casho. I'm sure we get another opportunity. I might actually see you on Friday at the Rugby News lunch. But Swain and I had a lovely night. Um, I had a few uh, a few drinks in Manly and some dinner, and uh, he dovetailed into the Ringer lunch um, where I hear he's been emulating Greg Luganis uh, on the 10-metre platform. <laughs> Swaney, can you give us a, a bit of a please explain as to what's happened uh, during your MC duties at the Ringer Luncheon? Well, you want a blow-by-blow, do you? Okay. I do. So, I do. So, so I get up uh, to welcome the room, um, which I do, and everyone was quite attentive and they find their seats nicely. And uh, I invite up the president of the Ringer Rugby Club, Sue Barry Cotter, up to, to stage to, to give her welcome. And as, as she's on her way up to the stage, I step off the stage and um, our friends at the Manly Pacific hadn't attached the step to the stage. So as I step onto the step, I go ass over in front of 300-odd people um, oh in, in the room and I hit the ground and it, with an almighty thud. And instead of like, you know, sometimes there's a laugh or a chuckle or whatever, there was just a, a collective Ooh, as it <laughs> went around the room as I hit the deck. And I'm pretty lucky, actually, that, like, in all honesty, I'm pretty lucky I didn't hurt myself because mm. it was a pretty he- heavy fall. I bet the Novotel are happy they uh, you didn't hurt yourself, mate. Could have had a bit of a law- lawsuit in their hands. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a few people that came rushing up to me afterwards to uh, check that I was okay. Mm. Um, I was probably bruised in the ego more than anything. Uh, but you've got to crack on in those situations, and that's exactly what we did. Yeah, yeah Swain, it's, it's one of those things when a big man takes a fall, it's sort of like, uh, yeah, it's a bit of the UR, isn't it? So I'm uh, glad that you're, uh, you're well and you're, uh, you're in one piece, and obviously we're, uh, we're firing very much uh, the next day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, um, it was one of those um, very... Like it'll be memorable for me. Uh, I'll probably be able to bring it up again next year and uh, and and have a laugh about it. But yeah, it was 
it was a good day in the end. And, um, you know, it was certainly a, a great day for the Warringah Rugby Club the next day as well. It was. We'll get to that game shortly. Um, Swaney, not a whole lot happening with the international break at the moment uh, in the big leagues, but you've been in Wallabies camp this week, mate. What's uh, what's happening uh, for the men in gold at the moment? Yeah, caught up with a few of the guys that uh, that have been added to the squad since the England series. Um, there's about um, nine of them, and uh, it was good to catch up and, and just see everyone seems in pretty good spirits. Uh, I think there was a few guys who were quite well rested and um, you know, got got the chance to have a chat to to Quade Cooper, and he's uh, fit and firing again, which is probably good news for the Wallabies. Uh, Rory Arnold as well, man, like that guy is just a man mountain. He is mm-hmm. enormous, huge um, man, and I reckon he'll be very handy for us uh, when the Wallabies head over to Argentina. So yeah, it was good. Uh, it was good to catch up with the Wallabies, and and I think um, you know they're really they look. There was a real uh, feeling of focus in the camp, uh, even though they, were, they had all just arrived on the day. Um, there was this kind of sense of purpose that you kind of got around just from the vibe of the thing. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that, that they know how important it is going to be to beat Argentina in Argentina. Only a few of the boys that have been light on on game time have been dropping into uh, a bit of club footy, haven't they? Yeah, so I mean, James O'Connor played for um, for Brothers up here on the weekend in Brizzy, uh, and and really stood out. Um, as did um, Suliasi Vinavalu as well, uh, and he, um, you know, I think those two those two guys in particular probably just needed a bit of confidence, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, more than anything, and and that's what club footy does sometimes for these guys. So um, both uh, both were winners on the day, and also. Um, Good to see that Dave Rennie and the Wallabies coaching staff can still have that faith in club footy that it can it can prepare guys and give them the game time that they need. There's certainly some interesting um, rumblings over the uh, ditch, Casho. Are they rearranging the decks on the Titanic or the deck chairs, mate? Well, you know, New Zealand have always done those things in their particular way and, uh, mm. you know, I, I, I would have been surprised if they moved the head coach on Mid-term, you know, they're obviously uh, they would have to pay him out for a start. Uh, you know, obviously the uh, the assistant coaches took a bit of a bit uh, a, a bit of a fall there, and uh, obviously mm. Scott Robinson now is uh, is is sort of looking elsewhere. But uh, I, I, I tell you what, I think the All Blacks with Jason Ryan as their uh, their forwards coach are going to be a hell of a lot better than they have been. So. Uh, Look out for them during the uh, the rugby championship. So uh, he's uh, he's the key to what what is it? How, how many um, how many uh, how many titles have the Crusaders won on the trot? It's just something like six, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Six, so, uh, six, I think. Yeah, so he's he's been very much a, a, a part of that. And I think I think you'll see a few more of those uh, Crusaders, the young Crusaders, come through. I know. Fletcher Newell has sort of come in, come into the squad, and I think before the end of the year, Cullen Grace, their number eight, I think, is going to come in and become a very good All Black and a long term All Black. Mm, geez, uh, Robertson would be happy all his staff are going up, but not him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. I get it. I mean, look, someone had to take the fall. Looks like it's the assistants, but uh, yeah, look, they got a two games in South Africa, which will be tough. But you know, um, South Africa had a very uh, difficult time against the Welsh. So the All Blacks, I think, will fancy their chances and 
should be a good watch. Looking forward to that getting underway uh, next weekend. Um, we'll jump straight into the action this week. Uh, let's start at the Northern Beaches, Battle of the Beaches, the Derby at Manly Oval. Um, I was down there at uh, a soaked Manly Oval. Uh, the heavens, thankfully, uh, did give us some reprieve, and we saw about six hours of sunshine from about uh, one o'clock, which was amazing given the week that was. And we actually got it in a, a pretty healthy healthy crowd in for the match, which was fantastic. As you know, it's a, a real celebration of club rugby and uh, a rivalry uh, steeped in so much history and great to see some of the original teams from 1971 there. Um, some big names like Rod McQueen um, on show sort of presenting to the crowd, which is fantastic. So um, really, really good day for rugby in the community. As for the match itself, um, Ringer obviously coming out winners. It was a real tight arm wrestle of a game. Not a whole lot in it. Um, a good set-piece battle, you'd have to say. I did feel Manly sort of controlled most of the first half, certainly the first 40, 50 minutes, territory possession. What what killed Manly was, I think Ringer Ring had two entries in our 22 for two tries. And, um, you know, in conditions like those, getting a try is just so gold. And, you know, they hung in the game. Um, the Raddies, they were probably a bit more expansive than the Mullins, I have to say. And... Um, they uh, got a penalty towards the end. Manly looked like in that last few minutes we might sort of hold on for a penalty, but it was an error and uh, whistle went. Ringer won, and you know, it was disappointing for Manly because they're, they're in a rut now officially, that's for sure, and uh, Ringer's out of their rut. So that's the way the cookie crumbled there, Casho. So, so Berger, just uh, I've got a question for you. I, I, I saw the last five minutes there, yep. and... And I, I just had a feeling that uh, uh, the referee was very keen not for it to be decided by a, uh, a penalty goal. You know, there were uh, there were a couple of uh, little indiscretions there that, that I actually saw. As a former Manly president and uh, lower-grade uh, winning premiership captain, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, look, I was screaming for everything I could get during the whole 80 minutes, to be honest, Casho. Um Look, I, I think that sort of went both ways. Some of the some of the ruck indiscretions have been inconsistent, but they went both ways. I, I didn't have too much to to have a whinge about, mate. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good game. I don't think there was a whole lot between the sides. I had a bit of a text exchange with Rivo on the weekend and and Cameron Trelaw, and they both thought it was a, a pretty good match. Um, yeah, um, I, I, straight after the game, I have to say, typical Manly fan, absolutely filthy, but. You know, this might sound like a bit of a cop-out, but, you know, Manly won the first ever derby. Ringo won the 100th. Um, we went back to a local club around the corner, uh, bumped into, you know, the likes of John Hearn and Steve Lidbury. And it's funny, it's hard to describe that the old Manly Ringo rivalry used to be really venomous. Now it's very friendly, I have to say, and uh, there's a lot of respect between the two clubs these days. There's, look, there's hate, like the hatred thing certainly died off. The, the, the battle on the field's great. Um, but we're all sharing a beer, and I think both clubs rep- respect that um, we both do a good job for rugby. So look, it's it was a, it was a it was a good day. Um, but yeah, look from a Manly fan's point of view, uh, we're in a bit of a rut now. So it's come at the wrong end of the season. But hopefully, we can pull ourselves out of it, Swain. There's still time. Yeah, there's a few teams that are really closing in on that that top three now. You know. Yeah. That win for the Rats on the weekend was hugely important. And I'm sure we'll talk about a couple other ones. But, Mm. um, yeah, you know, five tries to props. 
to two props on the weekend. What yep. about that? Yep. Uh, at trick to Teki Latu and um, two to Fepulei. So it was, um, you know, that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, just a great battle, isn't it? And um, you know, the the spoils uh, went to Manly at Rat Park earlier yep. in the year with yep. the Bayfield Cup. Yeah. Um, Rats win the Mounties Cup. It, it yeah. kind of feels, and and you know what chance now we will see a third Battle of the Beaches this year. It's very possible. Maybe I, I talked to a good Rats fan after the game, and I, I we both agreed Manly maybe got lucky to win up at Rat Park, and maybe Ring got a little bit lucky to win at Manly, but yeah, it doesn't matter. One one a piece. I wouldn't mind seeing another another one this year. They're both probably going to be in the finals. We hope, although there's yeah. still work to do for both. Um, but yeah, uh, it was good, really good game. So, um, we'll move on. Um, let's go out down rather to Southern Districts, Northern Suburbs. Uh, your team there, Casho, uh, on a big occasion for Harry Bury, had a win down at Foreshore. Yeah, uh, Harry, um, captain of Norse there, was playing his 100th grade game for, for, for the club. Uh, it was his 98th first grade game. So, uh, <laughs> Always been at the pointy end of things, and uh, yep. actually played after two thirty in the afternoon. So, uh, which yep. is something that uh, that I certainly can't claim uh, fame to. So, uh, yeah, listen, it, uh, it 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 was one of those games that uh, when you had your chances, you had to take them, and that was very much what Northern Suburbs did. They scored a nice try early. Uh, Reese Mahu uh, out there on the on, on on the left edge when when there yep. was a bit of room there on the uh, on on the green grass uh, and then there, there was a, 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 another couple of ones uh, including one from uh, Jimmy the Jet uh, uh, James Turner uh, played a major role in uh, up 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 through the middle of the field but uh, it was very much a uh, one of those games where uh, you had to take your chances and that's what uh, what Northern Suburbs did but listen. Southern Districts were very much in that. It, mm. it, it probably was conditions that probably suited that strong scrummaging side that they have. They've got a very yep. good front row with Blake Shoup and uh, Connie Young there and Sam O'Malley uh, and Hooker did some uh, did, did some good stuff there. So you know this you know there's there's, there's little uh, glimmers of brightness there that uh, Souths can can work on it, you know, even though they are sitting at the bottom of the comp on, uh, on mm. 21 points mm. at, 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 at the moment. But uh, North's able to, uh, North's able to uh, get the bonus point win and uh, with, with the way some of the other results went, they're, uh, they're now three points clear of any on, uh, on, on top of the comp. So uh, all in all, a pretty good, uh, pretty good afternoon. Yeah, I said a few weeks ago. I thought, you know, when we're analysing things, I think Manly were top then. <laughs> how things changed, but I did say I fancied Norse run in and uh, Swanee. They're looking good for maybe that minor premiership with a couple of games to go. Although, who bloody knows? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I don't. I don't know about. I don't know if we're going to do your power rankings this week, Cat Burjo. But uh... <laughs> no, it does a one trick pony that one. Mate. <laughs> it. it <laughs> Yeah, it's too hard, isn't it? It's too hard to pick. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think that North Southern form team probably have the best run home and and yeah. probably you know end up on top. Um, it it is a yeah. It, they, they've and they've just managed to keep their best players on the park at the crucial times. I think as well. It's probably been one of the big things. Um, yeah. It's been a little. There've been a few little injuries here and there, um, yeah. but they've managed to. Um, fill those gaps 
probably more consistently than any other team, I reckon. Well, they've got versatility and, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, the two big ones for me are Duffy and Bury. Harry, yeah. you know, I mean, Max is we, – we always talk about Max because he's got that X factor and he's so exciting to watch. But Harry's probably the most important player on the side. You know, he's such a linchpin at 12. He can play 10. He's so reliable, so dependable, and he's a really important player for the side. And, yeah. And you know, reasons why he – why Norse are so good, they do have that synergy running through the team. Just just sort of like having a look at the, the stand highlights and mini-matches over the weekend, all those games, you know. What one thing shone through that Norse game was they went there to play footy and they consistently uh, played footy throughout that uh, throughout that eighty minutes uh, despite the conditions. So uh, yeah, you know, that's that's the way they uh, that's the way they roll, and it's uh, it's good to see it's getting results. Yeah, now they certainly play the right way, and they're good to watch as we as we say many times. But I agree with you, uh, Swain. I reckon a bit of a false reading on South at the moment. You wouldn't want to take those guys lightly in the last two rounds. No, that's right. They they could become you know this they're they're now in that part of the the season where you know yep. they're, they're obviously okay, out yes. of it. Yeah, they just want to they just want to ruin everyone else's season. Mm, um, they're going to Rat Park this weekend. Cam Trelaw was uh, you know he was always worried the week after a derby because you can be a bit flat. So got to be up for this one. Absolutely, they're going to Rat Park and then uh, they go to Randwick, which could be Randwick <laughs> season on the line. You know so. Yeah, um, it, it's it's one of those. Uh, well, they're one of those tricky teams, um, you know. A, a, you know, whereas North, you know, they go to East or they got East this weekend, and then, mm. um, oh, sorry, East next weekend they got the two Blues this week. So that's right. Yeah, probably probably an easier run home than than some of the other teams. Um, it, it, you know, you can't you can't say that in this competition at the moment, can you? So no. It's uh, it is tricky. Just one last word on on Harry Bury. I described him as probably one of the more popular players in the Shoot Shield. I I, I don't know if you guys agree with me. I, I'd say that you know he's pretty he well respected. North. I don't like anyone at North. Pretty well respected, I guess, was probably amongst the. He <laughs> said he he DMs me afterwards and says I'm probably about as popular as Martin Prince. Um, so. <laughs> um, Cash oh, yeah. lost. It's a Simpsons reference. Cash Simpsons out. reference, yeah. Oh. But I, uh, I, I was lost. <laughs> he, he, uh, look, you got to take your hat off to him and, and what a, uh, what a tremendous bike he is. And, and they're a great family, the Buries. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to him. All right, wrap it up. It's not Norse cast, all right? <laughs> Normally, Mount Marlin's cast, isn't it? That's yeah, true. We're all biased. All right, moving on. Um, Bloody good game at Wallara and the Beasties, they're hanging in and now have their destiny in their own hands. Huge win. East 48, Gordon 20. Gordon, who have been obviously been singing the praises of the last few weeks, given their resurgence and depth of talent, have been absolutely touched up by the Beasties. Pacific around at Wallara, I thought the uh, East Strip was absolutely magnificent. Um, Gordon actually did start quite well. I thought the introduction of Teddy Wilson uh, for East really turned things here, Kasha. Yeah, yeah, certainly did. It, it was one of a number of changes that Simon Kneebone did at Wallara on uh, on Saturday at half time. So Will Harris came into the game, Teddy Wilson, as you mentioned, Archer mm. Holtz, and it really sort of turned things around. Forty to five was the score in that uh, in, in in that second half after Gordon were leading fifteen eight and. To be 40 honest, to five. Pretty Jesus. good. Yeah. 
No, yeah, they're looking they very up good. Forty to twenty at the at the end there. So uh, mm. yeah, it was just uh, it was just what you know one of those games. Wilson uh, Wilson showed uh, just how classy he is, and um, you know I, I think he's destined for uh, a bit of a professional footy career uh, uh, at some stage in the in, in the very near future. And uh, if East can continue on on this way, as as you were saying. They're going to cause some problems and uh, obviously force their way in, 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 into that top eight, and obviously contend a wee bit uh, through that through, through through that eighteen final series. So uh, mm. uh, Gordon Gordon had some good things about the way they went about things. Harrison Goddard was uh, playing number nine. Mahi Vailano was uh, was there, of course, and doing doing some uh, some good things. But uh, they were just run off their feet in that second half. So. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was well done to the beasties. Who came out of the line there, Swaney, to put that hit on Vailanu for East? Did you see that for the last try? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, Maybe Julian Haven it might have been. Oh, Number right, 16? Right. I'm not sure. Anyway, absolutely swatted him and then Wilson ran away. But, um, yeah, young Bowen as well came on. So they've got some... They've got some talent, don't they? Oh, big time. And how big does this weekend become for Easts and Hunter? They're both locked on the same points. Mm. Um, you get a bit of a jump. So, And then you've also got Gordon Manley, which is huge for Gordon. So yep. it's, uh, it's oh, man, it, it's really the business end now. And every game actually counts at the moment. Um, so it's yep. good to see. No, it does. It does. Uh, we'll head out to that game. Um up in the Hunter, um, I did exchange a quick test message with uh, DC on the weekend over the games, and he said he was consoling Bubba because uh, Ramick really broke their hearts uh, a little bit. I mean, haven't broken them completely, but uh, that was one game Hunter really wanted to ice to give them a tiny bit of breathing space. Now they're right back in the pack, aren't they, Kasha? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, listen, if... Uh... If you looked at the at the game in its entirety, you'd uh, you'd have to sort of scratch your head yep. and say, "How how did Ramwick uh, win that, that yep. particular game? Everything was going Hunter's way, you know, home hometown, you know, home ground, uh, early try, you know, the the whole lot. All 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 the signs were there that it was going to be a, a fantastic uh, lap of honour, but." Uh, Ramwick got themselves back into the game. I think Ben Houston scored a try fairly early on. Um, uh, ben uh, Ben Donaldson was playing quite well. Dylan Dowling, Dowling who's come across, is playing uh, number nine there uh, at, uh, at at Gordon and, uh, and 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 showed some good signs there. But uh, it was one of those things that went down right right to the wire and. Uh, Unfortunately, for uh, the wildfires' point of view, it uh, it, it it didn't uh, go their way. But I must admit, Joe Tamani scored one of the more remarkable tries that I've seen. Uh, yeah, at, uh, at, at open level, uh, you know, it was just okay. It was it was under sixes almost, wasn't it? It was. Oh, it was enormous. Guy beating all these other dudes. Has he been there all year? Uh, just the back end of the year. Been with um with been with Moana Pacifica, Swaney has mm. uh, Fijian and Drew, I think is that's right. Yeah, he's been with yeah. So, well, it was, it was yeah. He is he is a mountain of a human as well. Andy, pick up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, I think um 
you know, Ben Houston was really good as well for um, Randwick, you know, in a captain's knock. He, uh, geez, he played well. Um, and, and he's he's consistent. He's been very consistent this year. Consistently good for the for the Wicks. So they get the Roden Cutler Shield as well. Mm, it's moving around a bit now. Um, I thought Thomas Watson had a really good game too. Uh, Hunter 13 was involved, a lot of running. Some good tries. So um, good game. And both those sides uh, right in the thick of it um, as we head into the last couple of weeks. Righto. The Woodies have snapped a losing run, and what better way to bring it up uh, than against University? Um, some big guns on show here, Casho. Uh, Unique, welcome back, Chris Talakai, Jake Gordon. And I saw Tane Edmund was back for the Woodies too. Uh, good game. Uni was sort of in, in control for this for, for long periods, and then Woodies just hung in and uh, snuck one home in the end. Yeah, 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 yeah they did. It was, uh, it was the, the Uni formula early on, and, you know, like, you can't criticise them for uh, for getting down in, into the opposition uh, twenty five in, in, into the red zone and rolling stuff in because it's worked uh, for uh, the, the best part of a couple of decades for uni and uh, that's exactly what they did. They uh, they jumped out to a fourteen nil lead half time. Although um, you know there were some good touches there that you mentioned there from Tate Edbed and all yep. that sort of stuff and. Uh, Ended up being twenty one nineteen at 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 half time, and then probably the play of the game, the the, the one that the result uh, uh, hinged on was uh, was a crossfield kick from Tane Edmed that Zach Hickey yep. unbelievably picked up right oh. right on the edges there at the at, on the grandstand side of TG Milner did the old uh, the old swirl and uh, away he went um, uh, twenty six. 21 woods, so uh, significant victory because uh, victory, uh, you know, uh, uh, points for wins have been uh, few and far between for Benny Batcher and the boys for some time. It's crazy um, how little points separate fourth down to what? Ninth. Ninth, yeah. Ninth, ninth, yeah. Five points from fourth yeah. to ninth. I mean, Eastwood had been, they'd lost four of the last five, win one game, and they're all of a sudden back in the top four. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. But um, huge win for Eastwood. Uh, uni just scratched that one off and work out what went wrong, I think, and um, and get on with it. Um, all right, final game of the round was that match uh, on Friday night. West Harbour, uh, the resurgence continues somewhat. They've had a draw with the two Blues. 21 all. Um, I think that pretty much rules out the two Blues uh, finals hopes for the season, um, but um, a good game. And Jack Debrecino OC has picked up a super contract now, Swaney. Yeah, congratulations to to Jack. Um, you know he's he's good enough to be playing at that level, and we've seen that over the last couple of weeks at Shoot Shield level. He's really taken control of this West Harbour team. Unfortunately for him, it was a missed penalty at the end that yeah. that cost them the the actual win. The the um, the, the conversion that he slotted for the try just beforehand, um, or, or pro- it was probably about ten minutes beforehand, was it was an absolute beauty. It was howling down rain sideways, and he's he slotted this one from the corner, and then gets a, you know, by his standards, probably an easier kick at goal uh, to win the game, and, and misses it. But some great tries scored in this game. I, I don't know if you saw. Um, Prez Tafuna's first yeah. try. 
Um, and you know, off the the, I think it was Ebeling the the centres ball um, was an absolute beauty. And then Toddy Murphy for um, the two Blues, they got out there with twenty one seven lead. Mm. And um, but that was a great finish as well. And then uh, you know, the second half, the Pirates came out firing early in that second half, and yeah, they had to share the points, which. I, you know, for the two blues, that's a massive missed opportunity. Um, you know, now that you know, they, everyone was talking about them being finals contenders. Um, yeah, right. They're probably just a bridge too far now. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Well, I think you know, we've said it many times, but I think losing Curtis uh, was such a, a hammer blow, wasn't it, Kasha? Oh yeah, very much so. But. Uh... Like on, on on that West Harbour front, uh, you know they they've set themselves up nicely to be an attractive proposition for a coach, an experienced coach to come in and take mm. take over for uh, for next year because Joe Barakat is uh, is sort of moving on. So uh, mm. yeah, you know they've, they've shown some some good glimpses there. It's just a it's just a matter of developing their depth and. Uh, you know, have, having a good system there where uh, they can consistently keep pushing, uh, pushing uh, good first graders up because uh, you know plenty of raw talent in in that particular area of Sydney, and it's an important uh, uh, flag to have um, in, in in the ground there in uh, in Western Sydney for, uh, for the game of rugby. Yeah, now it's been awesome to see, uh, particularly the two Blues this season. Much more competitive and re- very nearly um, into the finals. But uh, let's see. You know, maybe everything above them does fall apart and they could sneak in. But I think with everyone playing each other, might be too hard now. We're not going to do the power rankings, but let's have a look, uh, Casho. Uh, you wrote a piece today in Rugby News, The Road to the Finals. So if we look at the table, let's let's play a little bit of hypothetical, but, you know, it's with only two rounds to go, maybe not that hypothetical. Do we think we're going to see Norse and Uni finish 1-2 in no particular order? I would say yes. Listen, I've, uh, I've, I've got to agree with you there. I think uh, I think you'd probably have to favour Norse uh, yep. uh, coming there. The, the, the only thing that may nut them might be the um, for and against that, uh, that Uni have. Uh, Norse no, it's not much, though. Time. 133 to 146. So, uh, and you know, like these games all through the year haven't been blowouts. I think, I think the average difference between uh, winning and losing has been, uh, you know, around the 10, 12 points mark for uh, for most of the year. So, it's not the difference you have to worry about there, Casho. It's the wins, mate, because it goes on wins first, and Uni's got an extra win. Okay, yeah, true, true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree with you. Maybe sort of one, two there. Um, Manly, who knows? Uh, they're third now. They could be as low as seventh. Who knows? Uh, they, I don't know. The longer these losing streaks go, you hope the sooner they are to finishing, Swaney. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm just intrigued as to whether we'll get another derby before you know before the year's out uh, in the finals. That's always tasty. Well, if they Not, slip um, yeah. into that bottom four, you'd think, you know, Ring would be doing well to finish top four, but they could. Mm. Um, who knows? If Manly get a win this week at Gordon or even home against Uni, they'll they'll probably finish third. Um, but from there on, who knows how to predict uh, fourth through to the bottom there. I just – every time we think someone's on a roll, 
um, like Gordon. Yeah, they get smacked cool. in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, every time you think someone's looking fantastic like Manly, they lose three in a row. So yeah. I don't know uh, what to say uh, for most of the other sides. What I will say is this. I think um, from what I've seen this year, Norse probably one of the better teams in terms of all around, um, you know, how they work, how in sync they are, their cohesion, their familiarity with playing with each other. Um, and then you go to a team like Uni, which may have the best pedigree, particularly up front in terms of prop stock. Um, and that's going to be really important, particularly if this wet weather continues, which it's meant to. Um, and then I would say best looking squads from there are probably Gordon and East in terms of super rugby players. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're probably the big ones. Then probably after that, it's your Eastwoods, Manly, Ringa, Ramwick, um, and Hunter. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mix still, isn't it, Kasha? But I'd say, um, I wouldn't say there's, it's still, even with the influx of some of these players that they're as strong as they've maybe been in, in seasons past, Kasha? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. You know, you're, you're probably right about the uh, the synergy that Norse have. Um, you know, may well give them some sort of advantage over uh, over uni late late in the piece. Manly all always dangerous. Uh, Langy Gleeson's, you know, could be about you know like uh, who, who knows. Well, he might be shadowing the Wallabies at the moment. Yeah, uh, mm. you know we're. we're Warringah are, are, are going okay, but uh, they're certainly not the uh, the side without without the two bends. Randwick probably far too inconsistent to uh, really contend at this particular stage. Gordon, yeah. you know, like they're the defending premiers, so uh, we see how they go, and then and then then the big spoilers East, you know, they can mm. uh, they can roll out a a, a Waratah Super Rugby. Uh, uh, style of um, you know uh, you know forward pack at uh, at varying stages, and you, you've got the class there of that young young Teddy Wilson and young Bowen and all that sort of stuff. So uh, listen, lots of questions out there, lots of questions to be answered. We'll get a bit more of those answers this weekend. Uh, having a look at the games to play in round seventeen, University at home to West Harbour, Northern Suburbs have got the two Blues at North Sydney Oval. Rats taking on Southern Districts at Rat Park. Gordon at home to the Marlins. And Ramwick taking on Eastwood. That's a huge game down at Coogee. And the big one, you'd have to say this week, Eastern Suburbs versus the Hunter Wildfires. It's going to be a, a spicy affair. Casho, are uh, you going to get out and about and check out some rugby this weekend, mate? Yeah, I might, uh, might head to uh, to uh, North Sydney Oval for a change. So, uh, oh, yeah. So. You're a bit of a creature of habit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my son's uh, seventh birthday on Saturday, so I'm going to be at um, uh, some indoor gymnasium where they do a ninja party. So um, Awesome. I'll come home and uh, I think I'll watch Marlon Staggs uh, on the wonderful stand. And, uh, Swaney, the Marlins coverage and – now the game of the round coverage for the rest of the season um, was fantastic on the weekend. Um, yeah. It, it, uh, cameras was awesome and uh, just uh, a level above, obviously, and, and it's great to see it back uh, in full song. And I, I hear you're going to be calling the match of the round up in uh, up in the Brisbane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that starts uh, not this weekend but the following weekend on Channel 9 up here in Brizzy. Um this weekend is actually a really big game up here. Brothers is taking on uni um, down at Crosby Park, which is 
an enormous uh, yeah that'll be that'll be a beauty um so looking forward to that but uh also while i'm standing on the hill out the front of the can bar probably having a 4x gold i will probably have the phone going with a couple of these um games on stan sport on the uh on the phone as well down in sydney because it's just it, like you just can't get enough of it at the moment. Uh, it's so good at this time of year to see club rugby really getting elevated, uh, isn't it, guys? It's um, you know we've got the test rugby obviously to look forward to, but there are these off weeks where all eyes are on club rugby, and it's great to see. What's the, what's the program, Swaney, for for shoot in uh, in in coming weeks? Obviously. All over the final series, but uh, the, the last couple of rounds. Yeah, that's right. So they'll they'll be um, they'll be on. There's a match of the round every every week, Casho, until the grand final on September three. So um, Randwick Eastwood this weekend, and then I don't think they've actually decided the final round um, because they're probably just waiting to see um, what the what the big game will probably be, and then roll into uh, into finals. For, for four weeks. So it's, uh, it's yeah, it's wall-to-wall. It's fantastic. And similarly up here um, in Brizzy, we've got UQV Easts in round 15 in, in not this weekend but the following weekend and then um, all, every round until the finals. Uh, and the grand final for Brisbane Club Rugby is, the, is September 18. So uh, that's, on, that's on Channel 9 and GEM as well. Fantastic. Can't get enough of rugby, especially on free-to-air TV. Awesome stuff from the Stan Sport crew. Casho, will I see you uh, on Friday at the Rugby News Centenary Lunch? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I'm uh, I'm getting there early and leaving late, I think, uh, probably the, uh, the the game plan. So uh, buckle in, uh, Burjo. So it's part two of the Shootcast annual catch-up. Exactly. All right. Wish I, I could that. make it, boys. I'll see you there. Swaney, I won't see you, mate, but you have a good weekend. I'll try and stay on two feet. <laughs> you do that. Thanks, boys. I'll catch you next week. See you, mate. Any thanks.